At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Bo Scouts goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Here we are again, folks, at Monday. Starting off another busy week. If you'd like to be part of the program today, as in every day, at least six days a week, 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-WABC. As usual, these days, there is an abortion stack that must have 20, 25 stories in it, some of which we'll get to, but... There are other stories in the news that I would like to lead off with to make sure that we at least get a few of them in. And let us start with the biggest expansion of welfare in modern history. A permanent welfare program that was never voted on by Congress, well, at least the expansion of it, that amounts to a tax that many of you will never see, and that in years to come will be, I know, as sure as I'm here, expanded in ways that you can't believe. What am I talking about? I'm talking about this story today from the Washington Post and other locales in the mainstream media, that low-wage earners, that would be PO, PO people, low-wage earners, PO households, are going to get a subsidy for their Internet use. Low-wage earners, according to the Amazon Prime Washington Post, are going to get high-speed Internet for $30 a month in Joe Biden's program. AT&T, Comcast, Verizon, 17 other providers are going to offer discounts under this new plan. The White House says this plan will touch 48 million, 48 million people. 20, I read somewhere else it was 27, but 20 internet providers, including blah, 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 AT&T, Comcast, the others, have agreed to uh, provide high-speed service at a steep, steep discount to low-income consumers. The plan, a feature of the $1 trillion infrastructure package passed by Congress last year. Okay, so for those of you like the 13 rhinos who voted against, who voted for this infrastructure bill. Remember that? 
We had 13 Republican rhinos. They said, oh, let's throw Joe Biden a lifeline. Here, Joe, we want you to have a victory. This is when the administration was flailing. And they gave Joe Biden his first major victory in voting for this infrastructure deal. Now you know what infrastructure is. Infrastructure, according to these Republicans, these 13 rhinos, and the Democrat who vote, the Democrats who voted for it. And yeah, there's a congresswoman in Staten Island. She's done some really good things since this vote, but she was the one that acted all surprised that, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, why are people calling me rhino? She was surprised when President Trump, former President Trump, weighed in on her vote. And she's still out there. But this is what she voted for. This is what the other liberals voted for. A $1 trillion infrastructure package. It now means 48 million Americans are going to get a welfare package courtesy of their telephone companies or their Internet service providers. Well, what's wrong with that, James? Why should why should you? Okay. Everywhere you look in America, liberals are trying to hand out a pay Santa Claus. Here's Santa Claus. Let's pay for vote scheme. Right now, eighty five percent of the country has internet service. Thank you very much. Eighty five percent, right? So we're going in to fix a problem that doesn't really exist. People are finding a way to pay for Internet now. But yet, Joe Biden, Democrats, as part of infrastructure, with all of the roads, with all of the roads, bridges, and you can you continue to hear this. The roads in New York, look at the roads right here in New York City. Look at the roads in New York City. Look what they do to your car every time you take them out. You are, Half the time, of, you're trying to evade potholes everywhere. Never mind after a snow, when all of the potholes open up after the roads are salted. Look at the bridges that need work. Every time you turn around, there's a new report saying X number of bridges need work or there's going to be imminent ruin somewhere. We had a bridge, don't forget, in Pittsburgh. It just fell last year. Was it Pennsylvania? Somewhere in Pennsylvania. And people ask, why? How does this happen? Why are we not spending money on the infrastructure? So we put a trillion dollars into the infrastructure bill. It's supposed to produce jobs for people. Remember that. It's supposed to be a job-producing bill, right? And what are we spending the money on instead? What is Joe Biden and Democrats spending the money on instead? On giving people a discount on their Internet service. Really? 48 million people are going to have a new subsidy that they didn't ask for. Thank you, Joe Biden and Democrats. And meanwhile, your roads are going to stay in horrible condition. The bridges are going to be, and we have Republicans, 13 rhinos, that voted for this crap. The 100 megabit per second service is fast enough for a family to work from home, complete schoolwork, browse the Internet, and stream high-definition movies and TV shows, the White House said. So here's the White House. 
with all of the problems to our infrastructure that we have, spending who knows how much this is going to cost, really, to give 48 million households a $30 a month internet bill. And you know in future years, here's what's going to happen. You know this. In future years, we're going to have more fiber optics or we're going to have a new technology that increases speed even further. And it's going to be costly. And so the early adopters will go to it, and then Democrats will say, it's not fair. It's not fair. We don't have equity. We should have equity. The poor people, there's a digital divide. It's not fair. We need, we need to have something so that more poor people can get the highest level of internet service because there's a digital divide, and the, this divide is just unconscionable. You can hear them now. It's unconscionable that in America there would be two standards of service. How dare they? And so this money that's being sunk, all of these millions today, pale in comparison to what's going to happen in the future. Because once you give welfare out, it's hard to take it back. This was never a part of the agenda when they were asking people to vote for this infrastructure bill, and yet, with the help of 13 rhino Republicans who put it over the top, here we are with another massive welfare program for America. Thank you very much, rhinos. Thank you, you 13 rhinos, for delivering more welfare, another welfare state program, another socialist program, Thank you, rhinos. This is a disgrace. And the fact that no one is out raising their voices and saying, what the hell is this? We didn't vote for it? The Congress didn't authorize this. This is just a Joe Biden, oh, thank you, suckers. And thanks to you suckers in the Republican Party who voted for this, now we can give more welfare away. Suckers. A trial has started for the driver who five years ago ran through a crowd of pedestrians in Times Square. You might remember this. This was during de Blasio's tenure. Killed a woman, injured 22 other people. Finally, we have a trial. His name is Alfred Peterson. Nope, nope. Prosecutor's name is Alfred Peterson. The uh, defendant's name is Richard Rojas. The prosecutor, Mr. Peterson, said that Rojas was very aware the carnage he was causing by plowing through helpless tourists. This was back in 2017. Mr. Rojas' defense attorney, Enrico DeMarco, said that Rojas has had a history of mental illness that made him understand. Uh, unable to understand that he was hurting people. In other words, he was cray-cray. So that, we shall see what that turns out to be. 22 people injured then, and it was just amazing. One fatality back then, 2017. Let's see whether the cray-cray defense holds up. Oh, by the way, at the time, he said he had been smoking 
um, something laced with PCP, and that's what made him do it. Anthony, oh, before we get to Anthony Fauci. The Metropolitan Transit Authority has ordered bus drivers in New York not to automatically open their vehicles' rear and center doors for customers. You know why? Because so many people are getting in, stealing rides, that is driving the MTA, one of the reasons is driving the MTA toward bankruptcy. Curtis Lewa was on the uh, Saturday show with me on the first hour, and he talked about, among the other things, the skyrocketing crime in New York and what's happening on mass transit. In fact, at the rate we're going, there are so many people not paying their fares that this could be a real problem for the MTA trying to survive. The new directive will ideally force potential fare beaters to enter through the front doors and be confronted by the driver if they don't pay. Ooh, let's put the bus drivers in danger, why don't we? It also means that bus riders will have to manually activate the rear and center doors themselves if they want to exit through them and let some of the freeloaders on the bus. That's New York these days. Sorry. Now let's us turn to Dr. Fauci. Anthony Fauci is out preaching against the what he calls the normalization of untruths. In in other words, the normalization of misinformation. And he's also railing against so-called news organizations that I guess he thinks are delivering fake news. All of this from Anthony Fauci, <laughs> who once dismissed, who once uh, very early on had dismissed wearing masks as a paranoid tool. And at once early on during the pandemic, he admitted that drugstore masks are not really effective in keeping out the virus, the coronavirus which was uh, small enough to pass through the material. Yet, 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 later on when it became politically correct, he turned into one of the biggest champions of masking, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, by the way, pictures of him not wearing his mask in public have, like many other liberals, have been viral at certain points during this pandemic. Yet, Dr. Fauci is out saying that the normalization of untruths by certain news media outlets, something that we shouldn't tolerate. Thank you, Dr. Fauci, for that. <sighs> there is a story that I want to touch on about the left coast. And we will get to that and others. Yes, we're going to tackle the abortion stack. And yes, we are going to tackle some of the other news items and your phone calls at 800-848-WABC. All of that, when Bo Snurley's Rush Hour continues right here on 77 WABC. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurley on 77 WABC. 
If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush, rush, rush. Yeah, baby. Hey, mama, don't you treat me wrong. Come and love you, daddy, all night long, all night long. Ray Charles brings us back on WABC. Talk Radio 77. See the girl with the diamond ring. She knows how to shake that thing all right now. As I said, there are some other stories to get to before we begin to deal with the abortion stack. And, of course, in the abortion stack, we will cover, and if you have comments on these protests that took place this weekend, at uh, the protesters went to two Supreme Court justices' houses that we know of. Roberts was one of them, Chief Justice Roberts. And there is an ad today for the next round of protest at Supreme Court justices' Homes, and this has all been greeted at the White House with kind of a yawn. So what? Yeah, we're aware of their passions and all this. No worries about doxing judges, even though I, you remember a few years ago <clears throat> there was a federal judge who had her family members of her family murdered, and there was a big deal at the time about you know we shouldn't be releasing the private information for judges. And here we are, the highest judges in our judicial system. They're doxxed. And the left is demanding that protesters go to their homes. And who knows how many crazies will be in that crowd. And if you think that they're not crazies, you should hear some of the remarks that are being made online by some of these people. And yet the White House just kind of yawns, and yet the mainstream media yawns at it. Okay, but before we get there in the abortion stack, let us go back and revisit the Amazon Prime Washington Post because there's an article in there today. It's an opinion piece that should scare lefties out of their wits. And here's the headline, Are Millennial Leftists Aging into Right-Wingers? That's by J.J. McCollum. I was listening to a podcast the other day featuring two hard-left Americans in their late 30s. I won't name names, he says, but you know the type. Socialist intellectuals who use the term like dissident to describe themselves. The conversation mainly centered around a few themes. One, the kids today are too self-righteous and judgmental. Two, the Democrat Party is corrupt and uninspiring. Three, Donald Trump wasn't nearly as bad as everyone said. And four, I miss the good old days. It came off as a portrait of the millennial generation midlife crisising 
its way into voting Republican. Many millennials, of which I am one, are now entering their 40s. It is a firmly adult phase of life that tends to correlate with the recalibration of priorities, expectations, and resentments. A substantial migration of millennial from left to right, including a significant a significant chunk of those who might appear the unlikeliest converts, surely will surely be one consequence. Every generation has seen it happen. Ronald Reagan, he's the Reagan Democrats, aging members of the war generation who then went to switch their votes over to FDR and John Kennedy, but grew disillusioned, grew very disillusioned with those votes and when they, you know, went further left. So anyway, <clears throat> if this is indeed a trend, I'd love to hear your take on this. And I might hold a story. You know, I mentioned earlier last weekend that Princess Di won't be with us on the weekend coming. She's got some business, but we may try to speak with her. Now, I just got a text taking me to task from a very, very dear friend who says, I love you dearly, but you clearly don't understand the struggle that many people are facing every day just to be able to function on a somewhat competitive level for jobs. And and this person goes on to say that they had no internet for three weeks, had to use hotspot on the phone, and then tells me sometimes, you know, I know you have a good heart, but sometimes it may open your eyes if you had a chance to walk in the shoes of some of the most disadvantaged people who are far worse off than me. You are the so-called average citizen for just a few days. It's not always about a handout, but rather a chance to get up on your own. Well, let me address that. And I appreciate the, I appreciate the, the criticism. In the United States of America, we are supposed to have a constitutional republic, right? This is a constitution. That's what we are given by. I would have no complaints at all. No complaints at all. Do you hear me? No complaints at all if this welfare bill was voted on by the Congress. Under our Constitution, appropriations bills are supposed to generate in the House of Representatives once they generate in the House. And that means any bill that's going to spend the American taxpayer's money. Constitutionally, they are supposed to originate in the House of Representatives. Once they originate in the House of Representatives, then they go on to the Senate. If they have to, then they come back to a conference so that any reconciliation could occur if the two bills are different. And from there, they go to the White House and the president would sign it. That's what's the way that we're supposed to spend money legally. And that way, the people's representatives get a chance to vote on the spending. What has taken place with this bill is a blatant lie. And that is my problem with it. My problem with it is not that poor people are being helped. My problem with it is that it is a lie. Once again, we have welfare being handed out, and the American taxpayers did not have a chance to vote on this. The American taxpayers didn't have a chance to weigh in. Now, I'm sure for the people that are struggling and struggling mighty, that including me, 
Most of us don't mind at all. In fact, we want to give a helping hand to those that don't have. And in fact, many of us would dig in our pockets to do that for people that we care about and love. But we are a constitutional republic, and we're supposed to be following the law. And Democrats are lawless. They do this with everything. They break the law when it suits their fancy. They lied to America. Joe Biden and the Democrats lied to the United States of America and told the American people that they were going to put this money in infrastructure, which has a specific meaning to people. We are going to fix the roads. We are going to fix the highways. We are going to fix the physical infrastructure of this country. And instead, they're handing out money to people to pay their Internet bills. It is a lie, and they lied again. That is my issue with it. I don't have an issue with helping people who need help. And then you say $48 million? I guarantee you in that $48 million people, in that mix, you have people that are buying designer sneakers, Jordan sneakers for their kids. You have people that are riding around in cars more expensive than many of us drive. I'm sure in that mix of 48 million, you have a bunch of people who are in this country illegally, and this is yet another welfare handout to those people. That is a problem for me. The lie is a problem. The lawlessness is a problem. And by that, I mean bypassing the Constitution. Helping people? Never a problem. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, this is Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. And we are coming back right after this. Rush. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurley. Bo Snurley. On 77 WABC. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. WABC Talk Radio 77 New York. You know who that is. Frankie Valley, Four Seasons. Ah, yes. Doesn't that just bring back the best of memories, the best of times? It's amazing. You know, the problems that we had earlier in life when we were kids growing up. And, you know, every kid goes through this. You think your problems are so heavy. And then you grow up. And then you find out what problems really are. All of a sudden... Your parents don't seem quite as not knowledgeable as you thought they were when you were a kid. And all of a sudden you realize, wow, those were the good old days for real. And all those problems eh, don't even compare. Okay, let us start with the telephones. I didn't forget the abortion stack. We're going to get to it. But we have so many people waiting. I just want to hear what some of you, Martin Stat, Mark, Staten Island. 
Welcome, WABC Talk Radio 77. What's on your mind this afternoon, Mark? Hi, Bo. That statement you read about the MTA saying that drivers are going to open the back doors, there's no yep. way a passenger can open it by themselves unless they use the emergency release. So what are they talking about? Mm-hmm. That's what they said. Unless they're, That's what they're talking about. They'd have to use the setting so that they open the doors themselves. Outside of that, the bus drivers are not going to open up the center doors and the back doors on the buses so they can avoid scoff laws. Here's the real thing. You're going to make the scoff laws go and confront the bus drivers. Now, what is that, that they're hoping that by doing that, that it will reduce the number of people that are getting on the bus with no money and unable to pay fares or unwilling to pay fares. But you're putting the bus drivers at greater risk because some of these people can be, as you know, and as we all know. Look, there was another incident in the subway the other day. These guys fell on the tracks, had to get off the tracks before they got, uh, before they were threatened with being run over by a train. One of them was a slasher trying to slash the other guy. The subways are still, for many people, an unworkable solution. So they have to, people have to resort to buses. And now we've got the idea that you can't use on these double, you know, the double buses with the, uh, with the accordion in the middle. They, those middle doors are not going to open. The back doors are not going to open. Everybody's got to go through the front. Number one, congestion going out, congestion getting in. And on top of that, the bus drivers are going to be faced with some unruly types. This is their idea on how to combat the lawlessness that this city has become. Mark, does any of this make sense to you? Hmm. Doesn't make sense to me. Let's stay in Staten Island and speak with Elliot. Elliot, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 76. This is Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. What's on your mind, Elliot? Thank you, Bo. It's such a pleasure to talk to you. You know, you're talking about the Internet that, you know, we're giving out handouts to these poor people. It's not the poor people that you're giving the handout to. It's the corporations that are going to benefit from the excess amount of money that they wouldn't capture. It's the same thing as the student loans. The banks give out loans to these students. The colleges benefit. The banks benefit. They knew that they weren't going to be able to pay it back. They knew they got jobs in Starbucks with their BA degree. And guess what? We pay it back. It's the same thing as the housing bubble. It's all a ruse. Now, you raise such a good point. You know what, Elliot? I'm so glad you called because I thought about that and absolutely left it out of my analysis, is that the same thing is going to happen with college, like when they were giving out these loans. What did colleges do? They said, oh, well, we have a steady supply of money from now on. And what are we going to do with that steady supply of money? We're going to raise the rates. That's what we're going to do. The, the difference between the $30 that they're going to bill poor people and the service cost could vary. And that cost could keep going up and up and up. And again, once we reach another plateau of Internet service, once the technology allows for that, Democrats are also going to be screaming about inequities. They're inequities. We can't have this big digital gap between the poor and everybody else. This whole thing stinks to high heaven. This is supposed to be infrastructure money and once again the democrats are lying to the american people your roads in every city that you thought oh they just came up with the trillion dollars to fix the roads 
Finally, my road is going to be straight. No, it's not. The money's being given out in welfare. And I don't have any objection to helping poor people once again. I have objections to lawlessness and lying, especially when it comes from governments. Let's go to New Jersey and say hello to Peter. Peter, welcome, WABC. This is, of course, Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. How are you, Peter? Good, Bo. How are you? Good, thank you. Say, let's check out the scenario. All these phones that were passed on the border, so all these illegal immigrants that are coming across, now big tech is the left's best friend who's giving out freebies to the poor, right? Now, what mm-hmm. if they turn around and says, hey, you know, each phone is like a handheld computer. And what if they say, all right, now you can start voting via computer as long as you have a proper ID or a phone. Think about what that can happen and the implications that can happen on 2024. Well, my friends, you heard our brilliant friend Peter here. Let us just restate what Peter said so brilliantly. The Biden administration, yes, they have, has been giving away hundreds of thousands and hundreds of thousands on top of that of, quote, unquote, free phones to people who cross the border. They claim they want to be able to keep track of them. Really? Many of these people have never when they come through, don't show up for their court dates that they're supposed to have or their dates with immigration. They just get lost into the woodwork. But they have free phones. What happens when, during, let's say, I don't know, maybe a pandemic or something, where it's not safe to go out and stand three feet next to somebody or two feet or six feet or 12 feet, and let's say that, you know, there's no quote-unquote, new vaccination, and people have to stay indoors. So let's say all of a sudden Democrats say, you know what, you know what, we came up with this new app. You can vote on your phone. Now you have all these phones out there, and you have also the government subsidizing Internet service for 48 million people. And now comes mobile voting. What could possibly go wrong with that? What could possibly go wrong? Thank you for the call, Peter, from New Jersey. We're going to stay in New Jersey for a moment and talk with Henry. Henry, welcome, WABC Talk Radio 77. You're on with Bo Snerdley, James Golden. How are you? Uh, okay, thank you, sir. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I just a statement. I am basically a Republican and voted both times for, for Trump. But nowadays, I am very upset, even outraged, with his reaction with Putin specifically, the nice guy, weighs his outrage on TV, in newspaper what kind of monster he is, uh, I mean Putin, why he's quiet, he's his family. What is your opinion, sir? My opinion is that Putin is indeed a monster. And from what we can tell, he may be an unhealthy monster. Uh, We don't know whether that's true or not. We don't know whether he's unhealthy, how his health is. I don't know. 
certainly what has happened in the Ukraine, you have other uh, Russian officials now openly talking about nuclear war. We've seen the atrocities that have happened in the Ukraine. And the Russian army and military is still there. We've heard about the rapes to women, boys, men in that country. We've heard about them bombing hospitals, bombing schools. The loss of life is horrific. Now, one good, well, good, I I don't mean good, but one other note is that many of the Russians' top military leaders apparently have been killed during this conflict. And that may, news stories say, be coming from American intelligence. But the longer this goes on in the Ukraine, the more atrocities there will be. And that is just not good. And Vladimir Putin, I think he, this is conventional wisdom, that he thought this was going to go quickly. It hasn't. I think eventually this is going to be Vladimir Putin's undoing. That's what I think. Thanks so much for the call. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley. More of your calls. We still have to get through a few stories in the abortion stack, which we haven't done today. We will get there. And we will take as many of your calls as we can in our remaining time. Remember, John Katz is up next. Katz at night. Keep it right here on WABC Talk Radio 77 all day with the WABC app, all night with the WABC app. And make sure you visit us here at Boston Early's Rush Hour every day at 4 o'clock. We are coming right back. Don't go away. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Bo Snerdly on 77 WABC. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snerdly. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Rush, Rush, Rush. There she was, just walking down the street singing. Yeah, feeling groovy this afternoon, huh? W-A-B-C. She looked fine. She looked good. She looked fine. And I nearly lost my mind before I knew it. She was walking. Well, let's get to the stack. There is this from The Hill. GOP calls for SCOTUS probe. Set off alarm bells. You know who's alarmed? Well, establishment types in D.C. Not just establishment type liberals. They're alarmed because Republicans are demanding, or in some cases saying there should be an investigation, of the Supreme Court draft leak. And my goodness, oh no, 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 we can't have that. Because that, these liberals say, would be blurring the separation of powers. See, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't blurring anything when the DOJ suggested that parents who were concerned about their kids' education were domestic terrorists. Oh, no, no, nothing was blurred there. Nothing was blurred when when people in the Obama administration under their executive branch, like the DOJ, FBI, went to the FISA courts with phony information and were seeking to try to do a coup on President Trump. Oh, no, 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 no. There was no blurring there. But to find out who this leaker is, why that would blur the lines, and we can't have that. We don't need need investigations. We don't need to know who the leaker was. 
And then Nina Totenberg over at NPR came up with this. It's gotten a lot of publicity. Her view that almost certainly the leakers are conservative. That's laughable. She has no way of knowing. Neither does anyone else at this point. I have with me the invitation that has been sent out on the Internet and everywhere else for people to show up at Justice Alito's house tomorrow. It begins this way, and you can find this if you want to RSVP at sddc.co, sddc.co slash Alito. It starts, it starts with this way. It has a picture of Alito and Donald Trump shaking hands, superimposed over the Supreme Court. Vigil for abortion rights and privacy contraception, interracial marriage, LGBTQ rights. <laughs> really? Justice Alito's draft opinion that would overturn Roe v. Wade is beyond alarming. It would not only allow states to outlaw abortion which is already de facto unavailable to many who need it, particularly people from marginalized communities. But it could also be used to allow states to outlaw contraception, same-sex marriage protections for LGBTQ folks, and even interracial marriage. Where do these people come up with this bull? (sighs) Can you imagine any political party in the United States saying, okay, we're going to outlaw contraception. We're going to outlaw same-sex marriage now. We're going to outlaw protections. What protections? For LGBTQ folks. And can you really imagine them saying, oh, 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 no more interracial marriage? I mean, this is just scare tactics. <sighs> And then there were the stories over the weekend about the liberals like this showing up, Kavanaugh and Justice Roberts' house. You know, in Virginia, by the way, they showed up at churches. In Virginia over the weekend, the AG in that state let it be known that if anybody disrupted church services, they were going to be arrested. That was pretty brave. Said, you don't have the right to disrupt people worshiping. If you do, we will arrest you. And so, there's another story about how upset. This was from Newsweek. (laughs) Somebody was trolling the protesters. These guys troll the protesters. There were like three of these guys standing up near a building. And basically, when people, the liberals are out protesting, one guy says, You know, you lost, you lost, your body is mine. And boy, did they get upset. He said, you have no choice, not your body, not your choice. Your body is mine, and you're having my baby. And boy, that that one went viral and totally ruined a lot of people's day. Democrats don't understand. Scarborough tears into Schumer. That's from Daily Caller. Chuck, uh, Chuck Schumer was the target of Joe Scarborough and the Democrats. Scarborough, who used to pretend to be a conservative, went to bat to tell the Democrats they don't know what they're doing because they haven't passed a bill yet to protect abortion. 
My only question is, going back to Schumer, why don't you get a bipartisan vote? Democrats don't understand. They don't understand. So you can't get 100% of what you want. You can't get 80% of what you want, maybe 60% of what you want. You can say. So you can say we have a bipartisan bill. He wants a bill, and he wants some Republicans to vote for it, guaranteeing abortion. Already in Mexico, the border towns are seeing an increase in sales of abortion drugs to women from the United States of America. Shouldn't surprise anybody. One of the mainstream papers, let me see if I can find that story in this big abortion stuff. Uh, Here it is. It is from the New York Times, of course. Medication abortions are increasing what they are and where women get them. Now, Again, in some cases, these are illegal. You're not supposed to get these without a prescription, so the New York Times is really close. Hey, 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 ladies, here's where to get, here's where to get your illegal abortion pills. Taking pills to end the pregnancy accounts for a growing share of abortions in the United States, both legal and not. So let us tell you, ladies and gentlemen, where you can go get your pills. There is another story today. This does not concern abortion, and I'm going to put this on the stack of stories that we should talk about tomorrow, and that is what Texas Governor Greg Abbott is doing. He's filing a challenge against a 40-year-old Supreme Court ruling, Plyer versus Doe. You know what that ruling is? That illegal alien children have a right to access free public education. Now, this should be interesting. Let's see if any traction comes from that. Of course, he's going to be called mean-spirited and everything else. Eric Holder, we're turning to other news now, says Democrats don't have to cheat by gerrymandering to win. <laughs> they don't have to cheat with gerrymandering. How do they have to cheat? That's my question. Eric, you raised it. How do they have to cheat if it's not by gerrymandering? Let us head back to the telephones. Time is quickly fleeing. And let us go to Mike in Pennsylvania. Mike, thank you for calling and thank you for holding. What is on your mind this afternoon? How you doing, James? I was I'm calling about the BQE. You talk about the interest truck. I was going to call you first thing today on that. Uh, I don't know why de Blasio and Bloomberg both ain't in jail for doing nothing with this BQE. They changed the... They changed the uh, they change the traffic pattern because they say they don't want they don't want cars to be on one side of it because it might collapse. That gave me a lot of confidence. Oh, 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 oh. yeah. I mean, I think we lost. Look, you are absolutely right. You know the BQE. I was just riding over the BQE the other day, and the BQE has been a mess for how long? Somebody volunteer the answer. Somebody volunteer the answer. How long the Cross Bronx has been? Take your chances. Somebody take. I I was just telling a a driver friend of mine the other day that I hate driving over the Williamsburg Bridge. Still, I hate it. And I'll always have disliked driving over the Williamsburg. But go beyond that. Just go to some of your local streets. Go to some of your local streets in every single borough of this city, including Manhattan, and tell me that these streets are in good condition. They are not. 
And what happens with the infrastructure? Yeah, especially out in Staten Island, where your congresswoman was one of the rhinos that voted for this so-called Internet, this infrastructure bill, which is now being used to subsidize Internet bills. Freaking rhinos. This is what they do, and they never get held accountable. for Every one of these rhinos needs to be voted out. Every single one of them. Let's go to Kelly in Chatham, New Jersey. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate your call. Kelly, welcome. WABC, you're on with Bo Snurdly. Oh How are you? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm talking to James Golden. <laughs> I, yes, you are. Oh, my God. I, I'm going to call my boyfriend right now. I'm, I'm going to have him call my mother. I, I, oh. I, I, I adore you. You are. I called the other day as Jenny Sergio. Wow. I was that one. Um, yes, that was me. The other day. Cause I'm afraid because I work and some people, you know, if my clients, they don't agree with me, whatever, you know, we have to be so careful in our line of work. Um, I'm like a middle of the road person. Like I'm not, I, I'm on both sides. I'm a common, I'm a common sense voter. Right. I want just good. Why can't these, and my father said years ago, why can't these, like you say, these rhinos, these Republicans wake up, wake up, and we need abortion within terms, though. Am I correct? We need abortion within what? In terms, in a certain amount of time limit. Oh, oh, we need term limits is what you're talking about. Yes. Well, let me say we already have term limits, though. It's called the election. Look, people in the House have to run for election every two years. And that is a term limit. If you are doing a rotten job and the voters overwhelmingly see that you are, then you're term limited out. Oh, we have so many great calls I didn't get to. I'm so sorry for people on the line. Tomorrow we're here. But let me just say this about that, Kelly. There's a perfect example. There was a district, and you have to forgive me, I can't remember the state offhand right now, where a congressman was just beaten, a Republican, in a district that has never had a Democrat win in the district. He was primaried out. And you know why he was primaried out? This was a Republican. I'm not kidding, folks. This Republican stated publicly that he told his daughters that if they were being raped, they should just lay back and enjoy it. And he made those remarks, and he was, this Republican just lost his job. He was term limited out because enough voters found that so infuriating that they said, okay, you're gone. And that's what can happen. There are term limits. They're called elections. Kelly, I love you. I hope you call us again. And everyone on hold, sorry we couldn't get you. Remember, John Katz, Katz Roundtable, up next here on WABC. Keep that app, the WABC app with you day and night. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, back for Bo Snurley's Rush Hour tomorrow at 4. May God bless and protect each every.